Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Making the Grade for the week ending February 1st, 2019. It is a big week for the WWE as we start the road to WrestleMania with the Royal Rumble. Joining me for this very special episode, uh, hi, Jeff. Hi. <laughs> Is that the exact same way, way that you said hi on the Patreon episode? I think it was. Yeah. Just well, stuck I was in a talking time about loop. something stupid. Something stupid in the back about <laughs> bonuses. And I don't know. It wasn't good. Figured I'd keep it simple. There you go. Um, yes. So uh, Jeff was so desperate to talk about the Royal Rumble uh, because he I didn't was. get to be on the regular the regular rundown this week that he decided to come on here with me. Uh, and boy, howdy, are we going to talk about the Royal Rumble. Uh, full disclosure, I did miss the first 45 minutes of the kickoff show, but I did, however, tune in just in time to see Daniel Bryan smash a Royal Rumble burger. So that happened. Uh, <laughs> kickoff match number one, Glorable versus Rezar and Scott Dawson. Um, while while I wish that they had done more with the entrance, seeing the fans behind the superstars as they come out does kind of give this an old school feel, which I thought was cool. I don't know what your thoughts yeah. were on the entrance. Um, I didn't mind it as much. Uh, I, I was kind of go ahead. I was just gonna say I was kind of disappointed the when I first saw it, just because I was expecting like a big WrestleMania kind of thing because they were in a big spot, and then it was just hey, we put these screens in the dugout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like your impression of whoever did that. <laughs> uh, okay. So the story here, the story for this match is that apparently if the Franken team of Rezar and Dawson defeat the tag team champions in this non-title affair, then AOP and the Revival will both get tag title shots somewhere down the line. And no, it doesn't make sense to me either. <sighs> This is like a best part of the WCW night. stipulation. <laughs> best part of the night, bar none. Best part of the kickoff show, at least, bar none. Uh, the cameraman falling over during oh. uh, during Glorable's entrance. That was amazing. Just completely ass over tea kettle while uh, while live on uh, on on the network. Uh, okay, thank you. Them up too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Kevin Dunn for that one shot of Bobby Roode reacting on the apron to a maneuver in the ring that we didn't see. <laughs> Uh, we then get the miscommunication spot and the champs win, meaning this whole stupid stipulation accomplished absolutely nothing. Grade D for dumb. This was dumb and pointless. Yeah, no, it was. I, I, I don't know. They, they felt it necessary to include this match. Surprisingly, just surprised everybody <laughs> with this match. And yeah, I feel like I feel game. like it was. <laughs> I feel like it was like four thirty. Eastern, and yeah. somebody went, shit, we still have 10 minutes to fill. Or like there was some sort of Tape a thing! Segment. Tape a thing! Yeah, some sort of interview segment that got canceled or something. They're like, uh, uh, <laughs> you guys, go, go out there. Ugh. And yeah, and I think the cameramen were even surprised because, like you said, it fell over. <laughs> Ooh, there's a thing there. <laughs> uh, I'm, my, my, I just love that it happened while the dude was, while the dude was live. We get oh, to yeah. see... It's, uh, it's always the best part. Like like on those on the Shawn Michaels matches back in the day when he'd go over the corner and kick the camera out of the guy's hand while the guy was filming. Good stuff. <laughs> who who uh, uh, who who's gonna take the goddamn titles off of Bobby Roode and Chad Gable? Because somebody <laughs> needs to at this point, or they need to like watch somebody. Bobby Roode needs to desperately turn heel because he's so irrelevant right now. 
watch it be like fucking heavy machinery and I will just be so fucking pissed. Pretty lady. Pretty. Ah, damn it. <laughs> we both went for the same spot at the same time. We did. We did. You can't you can't uh, say heavy machinery and not say that. Pretty lady. There you go. Uh, Leo and Bobby crash Dasha and JBL's stage party. No, there is still no intercontinental title match scheduled for tonight. Uh, but kickoff match number two for the United States Championship, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. Uh, Lana still dressing like Mrs. Claus. Uh, the finish comes when Nakamura begins untying a turnbuckle cover. Lana hops on the apron, whips off her shoes for some reason, and starts yelling at Shinsuke, You're cheating! You're <laughs> cheating! <sighs> they face off. Rusev charges. Shinsuke moves. Rusev crashes into cra- crotches, crashes into Lana. <laughs> Probably again. crashes into her quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> they got in trouble for that on Total Divas if you watch the, the commercials. Uh, <laughs> gets a Kinshasa to the back of the head and gets pinned. Your new U.S. champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. I give this one a C. Um, just because, fucking, really? Yeah. You do nothing with Nakamura as champion, put the title on Rusev for a month, if that, and then put it back on Nakamura? Why yeah. even have a U.S. title? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this just went... This was The whole point of this was to continue Rusev's streak of not winning a pay-per-view in two years. <laughs> um yeah, but it's not was, even a pay per view. It's the kickoff, so it's not even going to be on the DVD. Yeah, yeah. This, was, uh, <laughs> this did set up something important for later, but for late, yeah. But that's all this really did. I mean, this they is, still could have done. They still could have done that without changing, without the title changing hands. Yeah, and um, I would have. I wouldn't have cared as much um, until I saw what happened with the United States Championship later in the week. But we'll, um, we'll get to we, that. Yeah, we will get to that. Um, uh, but this was totally a waste of time. This is, I'm borderline want to give this a D because I didn't like it so much. <laughs> uh, but I mean, these, uh, it's, I like Rusev a lot. I just hate that they're doing nothing with him. Yeah. And again, we'll, we'll talk about that on when we get to SmackDown. Uh, <sighs> but then the saving grace, your, your home turf. Kickoff match number three, the cruiserweight title, Fatal 4-Way, Kalisto versus Akira Tozawa versus Hideo Itami versus Buddy Murphy. Uh, we get a bunch of crazy spots in this match, but I think my favorite was Kalisto monkey-flipping Tozawa off the apron onto Buddy Murphy on the floor. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Uh, Kalisto spikes Buddy Murphy into the canvas oh. with a hanging Hurricane Rana. That was impressive. Um, holy fuck, the crowd wanted that Selena Del Sol on Atami to be the finish. They were yes. so fucking loud when Atami kicked out of that. Yep. <clears throat> uh, I legitimately laughed out loud at the spot where Atami gets clocked three times in a row by various counters of other maneuvers. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of that. Uh, and then a beautiful Murphy's Law on Atami retains the belt for Burfi. For Burfi. Sure, we'll call him Burfi. Why not? <laughs> Burfi. Uh, grade. This is obviously an A. Uh, this was a fun, fast-paced match. Very enjoyable. I am glad that this was the last match going into the main show and not the first match of the night. We talked about it uh, in the host thread. They kind of talked about it on the show last week. You get upset about this not being on the main show for about half a second until you look at the card for the Rumble and go, what, what could this replace? There's nothing on the main card that this could have replaced. So I think this was the best spot for it, the last show on the kickoff. Um, 
Yeah. What, you talked about it. You talked about it on Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, but uh, briefly here, what do you think yeah. of this match? Yeah, I, I I did talk about it a little bit on there. Um, I I enjoyed this match. I I mean, I think we talked about it in depth of how we could have had probably some different superstars here, to more notable names. Um, but I think just these guys are always going to deliver a good match. Uh, yeah. These four yeah. these four guys are very talented. Uh, um, I think. Hideo Itami, um, he just, his look, he doesn't look like he cares as much anymore. I know he's had a lot of injuries, but like I said, he, well. on 205 Live, he's got a bit of a secretary spread going, and he's got a little <laughs> bit of some, some love handles, and he's got like bags under his eyes. I don't know. But he, he yeah, always, a- his big sell is that he just hits you really fucking hard. And yes. he does that. He does do yes. that. Um, yes. But uh, I, the spots I really liked was uh, the reverse Hurricane Rana on Buddy Murphy, uh, the Spike Rana, and the one where it was Buddy Murphy had Kalisto up on his shoulders on the outside, and I think it was Tazawa suicide dived and hit Kalisto. Between, be- between Atami's legs. Yeah, and hit Kalisto, and Kalisto, yep. Hurricane Rana, Buddy Murphy into the barricade. Yes. And all these yep. were fucking Buddy Murphy just landing directly on his head. <laughs> <laughs> He seemed to take yeah. all the huge bumps in this match, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's there's no way that Burphy should have not should have should have lost this match. Run with I, it. Yeah, I only picked uh, the only reason I picked Tommy on the uh, the pick thing was because I, I just thought if he was gonna lose, it was gonna be to a Tommy, and I just wanted to pick <laughs> something different. You picked a Tommy, and then three days later, he's out of the fucking company. Yeah, that's how uh, wrong I was. I was so wrong <laughs> that not only did he lose, but he's now gone from the company. Yeah. Um, a, by the way, giving it an A. Yes. Elsewhere, Drew McIntyre promises to challenge for the red belt at Mania once he wins the Royal Rumble, and we are six minutes from the big show. Overall grade for the kickoff show, C+. Awfulness, slightly less awfulness, and a great cruiserweight match. So, typical kickoff show. Yes. C as well. To the Royal Rumble itself, your opening contest, match number one, SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Uh, my first note is, confirmed, Becky's winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, <laughs> the the, the Bexploder on the outside looked fucking brutal as shit. Um, the one the and that black game. screen. Yeah. And that black screen oh, yeah. means the man just came out of her top, everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, Nippies. Uh, I'm not sure what it was supposed to be, but Asuka hooked Becky like she was going to give her a Northern Lights suplex, and then they both just kind of jumped sideways off the apron and crashed to the floor. I think it was supposed to be a uh, swinging neckbreaker, maybe? Maybe? I, I don't I, know. It's the only thing I could see, but it, it just wasn't that. They both just kind of hit the yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah. Someone someone in the crowd has a sign that says, G'day from Australia. I hate to tell your brother, but you're you're in Phoenix, not not Australia. Uh, a super Bexploder gets a two for Becky. Then they trade each other's submission finishers. Asuka gets the Asuka lock in. Becky tries to roll the ropes. Asuka floats over and then bridges it. And Becky taps. I, I didn't mind the finish as much as some other people have. Uh, I liked adding the bridge to it. Uh, I give this a B. I think it's a very good way to start the show. And as I said before, it gives Becky plenty of time to rest up for the women's rumble match. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate Becky tapping out to open the show. I thought this was a fantastic match. I mean, these two worked really well together. Like you said, that Bexploder in the barricade was brutal. Um, yeah. Uh, the uh, the German suplex she has was really good um, as well. And then, you know, going to the end of the match, uh, 
the fact that she bridged that Oscar lock, it looked awesome, first of all. Um, yeah. But I, I, I do, I don't, the only thing I don't like is the fact that she actually tapped out. I, I thought she should have at least passed out. Um, okay. I think that would have made her look uh, stronger, I think. Because yeah. uh, especially if you're going to be building towards the storyline that you're going to be doing, uh, we'll talk about that later. But um, yeah, I, I think this that that finish was shocking. But it, I don't think in the long run it's going to matter, obviously. But uh, yeah. if to help it even more, her passing out would have been the better call. Still, I'm going to yeah. give this one. I'm going to give this one an A. Yeah, like I said, I don't I don't hate it um, because it was. I guess you could call it more fierce than normal because she had she had that bridge as well, which we've never seen. At least I don't remember having seen before. No. Uh, with her actually, you know, bridge having putting the bridge in that maneuver, maneuver for the extra pressure, um, and it's fine that she tapped out. Becky will get her uh, will get her retribution at WrestleMania when she when she beats Ronda. So <laughs> we're good. Uh, match number two for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles: The Miz and Shane versus The Bar. Uh, instead of the Shane matching the Shane, who am I, Shane McMahon? Uh, instead of Shane matching <laughs> the Miz, the Miz matches Shane. I dig it. Uh, I dig <laughs> it. Uh, also, the the 3D graphics do add to the entrance. Uh, the entrance that I described as disappointing earlier. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, the bar get no fancy graphics at all. So fuck them, I guess. Uh, also, the bar are wearing purple. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, Shane's baseball jersey says Shane O'Mac as per usual. Miz says Miz and Mrs. And that makes me laugh out loud. It does. It does. Uh, I, I once again, that. yeah. Once again, as on SmackDown last week, Sheamus deprives us of Shane McMahon killing himself through an announce table. Um, I don't know if it's because of the lighting, because it's a bigger venue. Uh, I don't think it was outdoors. I think they had the roof closed. But everyone aside from Sheamus looks really orange tonight. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that. <laughs> Yes, yes. I don't think you could uh, possibly make Seamus look orange. You could put spray time on him and it'll just fall off. <laughs> Shane goes for a coast-to-coast, thankfully without cake this time, with both of the bar members in the corner, but he gets caught by Cesaro and we get a Cesaro swing. This would be more impressive if Shane didn't spend the entire time he was swinging trying to adjust the bottom of his baseball jersey to keep it from flying up over his head. Uh, so did you notice that? Yes. He had I one did. hand he had one hand over the top of his head and the other hand was down at his waist the entire time, like pulling his fucking shirt out. I was like, what are you doing? Oh my god. Just uh, tuck it in, dude. Tuck it in. <laughs> Cesaro holds Shane up for the brogue kick. Miz pushes Cesaro into the kick. Miz hits the skull crushing finale on Seamus, and they roll out. Shane hits a shooting star press on Cesaro, and we have new SmackDown tag team champions i give this one a b i say this match was better than it had any right to be uh but the outcome still not surprising uh what'd you say yeah um i just i just don't like i don't know i don't like the fact that they're gonna use the tag team championships to make the just for the fact they're gonna make some sort of mid-card wrestlemania program uh, <laughs> for, for between the Miz and Shane, uh, but it's fine. I mean, I, I, I think it was uh, was it a, was it a shooting star or a four fifty? I don't remember. No, it was a shooting star. It was a back. Oh. It was a backflip. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I like that Shane McMahon has been pulling these things out lately because he's he's done a four fifty. I mean, he's always missed them. He's done a 450. Mm-hmm. He's done the shooting star. He did the shooting star against, I think, AJ at WrestleMania, but he bit of missed. Yeah. Um, and 
he does them well. He does them really well. Um, and this was no different. I, I like the finish. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a a B. I I want to see where the storyline goes. Even though I I know what's gonna happen, I'm curious to see when it's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, they celebrate with the Mrs. Dad at ringside, then take far too long to head to the back. Uh, Renee is is dressed as a disco ball this evening. Um, Cole then claims that there are over 48,000 people at Chase Field tonight. Oh, my God. Uh, then the build for the Raw women's title, including Ronda's awful fucking promo from last Monday in Gorilla. Uh, match number three, Raw women's title, Sasha Banks versus Ronda Rousey. Ronda has gone full Raccoon Reigns tonight. Uh, Ronda only slightly botches the third spot of the match. Outside the ring, Ronda elbows the ring post so hard she turns it off. Uh, Ronda <laughs> somehow botches a running elbow and lands on Sasha's head. Uh, Sasha then tries to make Ronda's shoulders touch in the back. Uh, it's impressively painful looking. Yes. Um, has she used a move called Piper's Pit before tonight? Cole just I, throws it out there so effortlessly, and I don't know that I've heard of it before. Well, that was like, I don't know if, I, I, I was talking about this two weeks ago on, on 205 Live when I think it's just like they finally come up with a name for something. And then they just say it like everybody knows what it is. Because <laughs> Tazawa's, you know, top rope senton, they called yep. it the Tokyo Tower. I finally found it out. They called it the Tokyo <laughs> Tower one week and then never call it that again. And they called the Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> yeah, that would be an impressive if you just jump off the top of that building. Fucking senton <laughs> right onto somebody. That'd be a good finisher. Um, but no, I. It's I've never heard it called that before, and it, I was just as surprised as everybody else when they said Piper's Pit, and I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, Rhonda then, to my in my opinion, looks like an absolute moron. We we disagreed with the, uh, about this on the host thread, but uh, catching Sasha outside, locking her in a cross armbar, and then pointing and looking confused at the referee when Sasha taps to said armbar outside the ring. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Made her look stupid. The rules. To me, uh, an impressive series of submission maneuvers by Sasha, but Ronda breaks out and hits the Piper's Pit to pin the boss. Uh, as it was mentioned on the rundown this week, the first time she's ever won by pinfall and not submission. Um, I give this match a C. I really uh, deliberated over this one. Uh, I didn't want to give it a C, but I don't think it was as good as the previous two matches that got B's. So C it is. Um, I uh, 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 I'm not. I'm not as high on Ronda uh, anymore as, as other people still seem to be. Um, I think her her greenness is showing more and more lately. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit more once we get to Monday Night Raw. But um, yeah, I, I got to see for this one. Um, yeah, this was uh, this was. I think this under under delivered on what it should have been on paper, I think. Um, seeing these two names, I mean, Ronda Rousey, I mean, she has she has had some really good matches. Um, you, obviously, they <clears throat> practiced them beforehand. And I think um, this wasn't as good as it could have been. And there was... The only thing I really liked was there were some very heelish tendencies that Ronda had. And I did... Like, she broke out the three Amigo suplexes at one point. Uh -huh. um, I thought that was really a good, a nice spot for her. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was 
they both they both kind of had the heelish tendencies in this match. They both kind of did some things that yeah. were like, oh, oh, okay, you're gonna try to be a I, little shithead. I liked Sasha using her armband, you know, to to you know putting that in Ronda's mouth to pull back Carter on the bank statement a couple of oh. times. Yeah. The problem. Looked, the problem painful. with that. The, the problem with that, though, is that then that armband is just hanging there. Got in the way in like so many f- spots further on down the line. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, the ending was also surprising in the sense that not that Ronda won because I think I think it was. I think I still. I think I fucking picked Sasha Banks for this like an asshole. <laughs> but um, uh, hence my two two right, but. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I just it was it was a fine match. Uh, the Piper's Pit, I guess, as it's been called, is a is a it looks it looks like a pretty decent move. It, it has finisher ability. I, I'm just surprised that they use that as the finish of this match. Um, hmm. This seems like this would be a like that would be her move uh, that would win her a match on Raw against the lesser talent. I think. You know, like yeah. not having to use her armbar, um, but it, it was it was clever storytelling in the sense that maybe Sasha was so prepared for the armbar she didn't wasn't ready to for the other moves. I guess right. Um, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a B in the sense that I liked I liked the heelish tendencies that both these girls had. Uh, there was a couple sloppy spots, but uh, the ending I think is what made me bump it up to a B, where they kind of respected each other but then sasha just threw the four horsewoman sign on her face and walked away exactly yeah so yeah so they shake hands uh ronda holds the ropes open for sasha ronda goes over and kisses her husband uh then she and ronda uh, she and sasha shake hands again uh, in the aisle and then sasha holds up the four horsewomen sign and leaves um in the back we see finn balor and we see brock lesnar's locker room uh, and I think we're actually going to get the Universal title match before a Rumble match. But no, match number four, the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, your number one is Lacey Evans, for some reason, quite the main roster debut. She even gets to cut a promo in that wonderful, wonderful accent. Uh, uh, <laughs> fucking female Eugene accent. I don't know why they made her. They, they, they thought she's coming up from NXT. She's from Georgia. Give her an accent that she never had on NXT. Anyway, Natalia's number two. Uh, they have Natty and Lacey go toe-to-toe, including the double drop kick, double kip-up spot, except that Lacey doesn't actually kip up. Oh, did you see uh, how great th- that was? The only good thing <laughs> Pussy Farts has ever done is when they did the kick-up spot, and Lacey Evans didn't land it, and then Natalia, or Pussy Farts, just fucking clapped at her. She was like, good one, good job, <laughs> nice attempt. <laughs> Real good. Uh, number three is Mandy Rose and break out the Vaseline, not just for the camera, but also for Jason's cock. <laughs> Natty then completely and utterly fails at doing the double sharpshooter as per usual. Like she didn't even lock anything in. She just kind of rolled them over and held their legs kind of to the side and they yeah. both screamed. <sighs> Liv Morgan is number four. She is immediately eliminated. Uh, Mickey is number five. I can best describe her outfit as if Tan- Tatanka liked pastel colors. Uh, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey completely whiffs on a Mick kick. I have to wonder if Mandy was supposed to be eliminated there. Ember Moon is sixth. Billy Kay is seventh. Hopefully she does better here than they did at Evolution. Uh, she screams at commentary that she's waiting for her friend Peyton, whatever number Peyton is. Uh, makes sense to me. Very smart move by the Australian, I must say. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Nikki Cross is number eight and the crowd explodes. She shoves Billy into the barricade, then climbs it to the top and takes everyone out. They replay Nikki push, pushing Billy into the barricade, and I laugh again. And then Billy gets in the ring, so so much for her strategy. Uh, number nine is Peyton, though, so she was just a couple of seconds early. Tell me this, because they said this on commentary. Since when? Since when are the Iconics childhood friends? That has never been established before, ever. Surprise. Yeah, I had no idea. I'd never heard that before. I feel like that was just, uh, if it was Tom or whoever it, was, whoever it was, just making shit up on the fly. Like, they're both yeah, Australian. He, they must be childhood friends. He had nothing to say, so he decided to just uh, s- fucking th- throw up that thing. Whoever that was. Well, I guess it wouldn't have been Tom, though, because wasn't that, wasn't that Cole, uh, yeah. Renee, and Beth Phoenix? Yeah, it had to be. had to be Cole. Cole just fucking coming up with another one of his most intelligent fucking <laughs> things that he says. <laughs> Oh wow, he knows everything. Uh, number ten is. Did you see? Did you see the picture of him from Monday Night Raw last week, where it's I him didn't. in his suit? It's it's him. It's it's a it's a fan shot, and you can tell it's fairly zoomed in because it's kind of blurry. But it's the three of them, you know, him and Renee and Corey standing behind the commentator table, and because you never see, basically from the knees down on any of them, Cole is literally wearing. His, you know, I think it was a gray or a brown suit. But then on his feet, he's got these fucking ugly ass cowboy boots. <laughs> it's the worst fucking thing. Oh my anyway, He's number ten is Tamina. Boots. Great, Re- Lord fucking knows. Renee calls her the Sultress of Savagery. Is that racist? Because she's Samoan. Is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamina gets knocked out of the ring by Nikki Cross, and the crowd cheers for about a second until they realize that she hasn't actually been eliminated. Uh, Mickey gets eliminated as Zaya Lee is number 11. Zaya is the very definition of a surprise entrance, as I had completely forgotten that she even existed. Uh, we yeah, missed some kind th- of... This was, uh, I, I want to go ahead and say that this was not a good showing for Zaya Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but she's the first ever Chinese superstar to give a fifth moon. Uh, we we yeah, missed some kind of a jumping spin kick by Zaya or Zia as the camera cuts to a shot of someone's boot. It's probably Good work. better. Good work, Kevin. <laughs> uh, number 12 is Sarah. Sarah. I wrote Sarah Morgan. No, Sarah Logan. Yeah. Uh, the Iconics then eliminate Nikki Cross. Boo. Uh, number 13 is Charlotte. The Iconics then get eliminated somehow. Charlotte eliminates Zia. Number 14 is Kyrie Sane. Charlotte eliminates T- Tamina. Yay. Uh, Kyrie and Charlotte then have a chop-off. That was pretty fucking brutal. It was. I just, I love how uh, Charlotte was like, yeah, come on. Just keep going. Keep chopping me. And then Kyrie <laughs> Sane was like, yeah, you do that too. And like I hit with two and fucking fell down. <laughs> uh, Sarah Logan is eliminated by Natalia. Maria Canellis is number 15. You're welcome. And we are halfway Yay. through. Number 16 is Naomi. She, of course, goes straight for Mandy Rose and eliminates her immediately. Naomi then gets to play Lady Kofi. Is that racist? Wait, what? What did I say? I said Naomi then gets to play Lady Kofi. Oh. (laughs) All black people are athletic and don't have to touch the floor. Um, Naomi leaps from the barricade to the stairs, just like last year, except this year Mandy runs over and pulls her off the stairs, officially eliminating her from the rumble. Bonus points. That was amazing. Yeah, I love that Uh, so much. All that fucking build up just for her to get (laughs) tossed off the fucking stairs. So so great. 
Uh, Charlotte eliminates Lacey, and number 17 is Candice LeRae. Good job, good job, Lacey, uh, lasting that long. Alicia Fox is 18th. She is fucking terrible already. I hate her. She and Maria form an alliance and go after Kyrie. Oh, she's so fucking. uh, What was that alliance? What was the I dance she was just, fucking doing when she came out? It didn't make. I didn't get it. I didn't make it. I was just like, "What the fuck is she doing?" Some sort of epileptic fit. Yeah. Uh, this alliance with Maria breaks up because of Alicia's hat. She Good. throws I a fit. I stomped it. I, I hope that fucking, hat was super expensive. Uh, I fucking hate her negative points. Nineteen is Casey Catanzaro as Maria gets eliminated. That's a good surprise, Casey. Uh, yeah. Number twenty is Zelina Vega. She comes out as the masked character from Street Fighter that I just can't remember the name of. Really? You really That's can't true. remember the name? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twenty-one is Ruby Riot. She is accompanied by the already eliminated members of the Riot Squad. They go right after Charlotte, taking her out of the ring under the bottom rope. Uh, Zelina then hides under the ring. Uh, Ruby then eliminates Alicia. Bonus points. Uh, the squad powerbomb Candace against the barricade and then chuck her back into the ring so Ruby can chuck her right back out of the ring. Very nice. Yes. Uh, Twenty-two is Dana Brooke. Who cares? Kyrie then gets eliminated by Ruby, possibly unintentionally. The squad then takes some time to beat her up. Uh, 23 is Kyrie's buddy, Io Shirai. She takes out the squad and then does a moonsault from the top, so she should be eliminated, but since she hadn't actually gotten in the ring, I guess it doesn't count. Uh, Zelina is still hiding. Here comes 24, Rhea Ripley. Very nice. Dana eliminates Casey. Lame, or she doesn't. Casey spider monkeys her way back into the ring without her feet touching the floor. She is then immediately eliminated by Rhea, making the whole performance pointless. They couldn't give her, like, another couple of minutes after that. They had to, like, no. whoop, 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 okay, gone. <laughs> 25 is Sonya Deville. Uh, Rhea then eliminates Dana. Very nice. Then. <sighs> no. Oh, no. We're at that spot. Oh. Hornswoggle appears. He chases Zelina into the ring, so she can also be eliminated by Rhea. Fuck that noise. Negative points. You know what's funny? I love how... <sighs> The only thing I love about Hornswoggle is when he runs. Nothing, looks like nothing he about looks, that spot. Oh, no. No, that fucking spot was horrible. <laughs> but is it not when he's running, it looks like he's trying to hurdle over little tiny things every time <laughs> he runs? Every time he takes a step, it looks like he's hurtling. Oh. Yeah, that was fucking horrible. I, as soon as so she was stupid. under the ring, I was. I, I had that. I had the thought in my head. I did. As soon as she went under that ring, I'm like... I swear to fucking God of Hornswoggle. Um, and he did. <laughs> and I, I I got up from what, my chair and I took a piss. Because <laughs> I was so upset. Nope, done. Yeah, I was not uh, happy. I was actually really surprised how much shine that Dana Brooke got in this. Because mm. she had, a, you know, she had you know, quite a run. It was, un- it was unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, she didn't look half bad. I don't care. I don't care for Dana Brooke, but she didn't look half bad here. I don't want to see her anymore, though. No. Uh, Twenty six is Alexa. Finally, she hits a backflip and drives both knees directly into Ember's gutty works. Ouch! Uh, Alexa eliminates Sonya. Bailey is twenty seventh. There's three left. So Carmella, Naya, and Becky. Uh, Bailey eliminates Ruby, then eliminates Rhea. 28 is Lana, but her ankle is injured. She legitimately is walking to the ring like a small child who is learning how to walk. The smallest fucking steps ever. Where is Becky? Yep. 
She stops and the medics check on her and the crowd starts to chant. We want Becky as the clock counts down again. 29 is Naya. Who cares? Uh, Naya attacks Lana in the aisle because she's a raging cunt. Uh, Naya <laughs> eliminates EO. Then Natalia. 30, of course, is Carmella. Where is Becky? Finally, the man appears. She tells Finley, fuck Lana. I'm entering the rumble. Finley argues, then says fine. And the crowd fucking goes crazy. I knew this was going to happen, and I still legitimately got goosebumps. Uh, Becky goes right for Naya, of course, but then Charlotte tries to eliminate Becky. Fuck you, Charlotte. Uh, So we have Becky, Bailey, Naya, Ember, Alexa, Charlotte, and Carmella. That's where we're at right now. Uh, Alexa then eliminates Ember, and then there were six. Carmella and Bailey eliminate Alexa. Charlotte eliminates Carmella, then Bailey almost eliminates Charlotte. I don't want co-winners. I don't. Charlotte Charlotte eliminates Bailey via Naya, and we're down to three. Becky eliminates Naya, and we are down to two. Becky and Charlotte, please, please do not go 1994 on me right now. (laughs) Naya squashes Becky, and Becky sells a knee injury. Don't. Not like this. Meanwhile, Charlotte laughs in the ring because she's a bitch. Uh, Becky says she can go, so Charlotte goes right for the leg. Then Becky eliminates Charlotte, and the man is heading to WrestleMania. Grade A. Ignore the Alicia Fox horseshit. That was a beautiful fucking rumble. I got so scared that we were going to get a Luger-Brett situation, but they actually fucking did it. They put Becky over. This was fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, you had to. uh, I think you had to. I was I was a little worried about it too. I was even a, I, for I did take the bait for a second, and I thought Charlotte was going to win, and uh, and then you know Becky winning, I was like, all right, good, they did the right call. Uh, I give this an A as well. I would have given it an A plus, but Alicia Fox really pissed me off, and <laughs> um, and Hornswoggle pissed me off even more. Um, but not not enough to to not put it at an A. Uh, Becky gets to point at the WrestleMania sign, which is less a sign and more the WrestleMania logo on Chase Field's Jumbotron. That's kind of disappointing as well. Um, (laughs) Promo video for AJ versus Daniel Bryan. Somehow I only just realized how fake that fake concession stand was from a couple of weeks ago. There is no merch table at any WWE event that also sells hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> match number five wwe title aj styles versus daniel bryan i still i still don't like the neon green on aj no, i don't like a generation x yeah it, it's, uh, it's dx colors just don't it is that. is it me or should daniel bryan change his music now that he's he the should. new daniel bryan absolutely yeah this match is is a victim of circumstance, I feel, because the crowd was fucking dead for most of it. Yeah, uh, they must, yeah I noticed they that. Must, they must have huge plans for the men's rumble, or else I would think that they would have put Becky winning on last. Mm. <sighs> they finally wake up a bit when AJ hits the springboard moonsault reverse DDT off the barricade, and then they die again shortly thereafter. Uh, they wake up a bit again on a double down following a Pele kick, and then out of fucking nowhere, Eric Rowan appears from the back. He is wearing what appears to be a Frank Zappa t-shirt, but I've also heard that it was Charles Manson uh, <laughs> under, a brown, under a brown plaid flannel, so I'm guessing he's with Brian. Yeah. Uh, Rowan then enters the ring following a ref bump and chokeslam Styles by the face. So there you go. Uh, the crowd, as quiet as they are, is not happy about this, and Brian pins AJ to retain the title. Grade... Uh, see, 
surprisingly slow, kind of dull, and a bizarre finish. But I've seen worse. <sighs> yeah. Why, Eric Rowan? I, I just... When was he... Relevant? <laughs> I mean, really, I... I, he, I was a fan of the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, but he it was more Luke Harper, I think. I, like, for me, it was Luke Harper. Because he was the one smacking Eric Rowan in the face. He was the one with the giant big boot to the face that always looked brutal. <laughs> What I mean, what did Eric Rowan do in that besides look big? <laughs> I mean, I, I've never been a huge fan of Eric Rowan. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think I could have even been a fan of him because he, in the Wyatt family, he was the third member. In with the Bludgeon Brothers, he was just kind of like the support guy. He hasn't really done anything for me. I mean, maybe he'll prove me wrong going down the road. I just. I don't like this as a look for Daniel Bryan. He's been so, so alone with this character. He's been tearing down everybody, and now he's going to have a person with him. It just doesn't make any sense to me. He's been tearing down people for doing everything, and I guess, I guess that Eric Rowan is a, a vegan who, uh, who just cares for the earth and recycles and everything. <laughs> did I? Did Go I? The, Go ahead. I was going to say, did I hear correctly that on when, when they came out on SmackDown, they, they had changed the O on Rowan's Titantron, the O in his name, to a recycling symbol? Did they really? I I thought I had heard that somewhere. I didn't I didn't notice it myself, but I I swear somebody said that. You know what? I would appreciate that at least to have something, <laughs> some sort of connection between them. Um, yeah. How about that the, that choke slam by the face though? That was pretty badass. It was. It was. It was. It was a cool spot for him it, it was a i mean uh, what 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 are his other moves i don't i don't i can't name one that he has that's unique to him. <laughs> well it's so been it's, it's been so long since the, since they got injured whichever one of yeah. them it was that got injured was well, it I him? Mean, even in, even in the no. uh it was it was him yeah it was no. um but yeah it's fine um but the match itself was great i think these two have great chemistry i just yeah. i don't want to i, I as much as this was a dream match when it was first announced and the first time they had it, I don't I don't know if I want to see it again. I think yeah. AJ AJ's like he needs to I think he needs to be a heel, honestly. He's better as a heel. He his face character's a little too generic for me. Yeah. A fired up AJ is the best AJ, but that's when he's a heel and fired up it's the best that's the best AJ. When he's fired up as a face eh, it's just I, I I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely think that this match suffered from its placement on the card, um, because everybody got so fucking amped for Becky that you had to have a cooldown, and they didn't have a cooldown to go to. So your WWE ma- title match ends up being your cooldown for the Women's Rumble. But yeah. the match, the match itself didn't to me didn't really do anything to try and draw them back in to try and get them hyped back up. It was it was kind of slow, it was kind of plotting. It uh it was it was eh. Yeah, it had its moments um as these two will do. Um I I love you can tell when AJ Styles is facing a quality opponent because he will land that moonsault uh inverted DDT to the opponents that know how to take it. Right. And I thought so, off the barricade was 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 great. It was a great little 
edition. It was. It was great. And uh, that, I, I will say with the Eric Rowan spot, um, it took away more from the match. Because everybody was just like, what the fuck? Why is Eric Rowan here? <laughs> and there was... Even the announcers were just, like, confused. It, it was a weird, weird thing overall. I'm going to give... I'm gonna give it a C, honestly. Yeah. I I like the new character of Daniel Bryan, um, but this didn't do a whole lot for me. Yeah. Rowan holds AJ up for Bryan to hit the running knee. Uh, that's your finish there. We another get a, get another ad for halftime heat, which I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, and then the promo for the Universal Title match, match number six, the Universal Championship, Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. Balor takes it right to Lesnar and gets the quick advantage. This doesn't last too long, however. Balor sends Brock gut first into the commentator's table twice. This does seem to slow him down a little bit. Uh, every time Finn gets a little bit of offense in, Brock comes back and fucking wails on him. Uh, <laughs> Brock tries to German Finn, but his gut won't let him. Finn then counters an F5 with a DDT that gets a two count. Uh, Finn then goes on the attack with three flying sentons over the top to the floor. Uh, coup de grace on Lesnar gets a two count and the kick out transitions into the Kimura. That was nice. Uh, but Finn taps quickly, uh, and suddenly I would say, uh, grade, I'm still giving this an A, even though my, my boyfriend lost. Um, I legit thought that the coup de grace was the finish. Like they, they, they had me, they had me the whole way. They made me believe that Finn could win. Um, what'd you think? Yeah, this is, uh, this was great. Uh, when when Lesnar wants to sell for you, he sells like a yeah. motherfucker. He right. really does. Um, I hate, I absolutely hate the fact that I, I like the fact that he had the gut problem. I hate the fact that they put it to his the diverticulitis he had like eight years ago. He had it fucking eight years ago. You're going to throw a guy into a table and it's going to all of a sudden be like, oh, I have diver- diverticulitis. It's going to hurt my stomach. Just say he threw him into the corner of a table and that fucking yeah. hurts your stomach. And it didn't even hit his balls this time. I did it the last time. That's like that's like saying <laughs> something. That's ha- they do this with every match. They always have to bring up really old injuries that are being re-aggravated. Like, yeah. I hate that. I hate that so much. But this was amazing, this match itself. And Lesnar yeah. sold like a motherfucker. Balor doing the yeah. three sentons over the top rope was great. Uh, mm-hmm. And I absolutely thought the coup de gras was going to be the finish. Um, yeah. And then when he coup, kicked coup out and put in the Kimura, what? Don't be Michael Cole. It's the coup de gras. You pronounce uh, you pronounce the C on the end. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, be Corey Graves, not Michael Cole. Yes, <laughs> coup de gras. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, he uh, putting the Kimura in. I I I want to think there was a little bit of torque on that, which made him tap yeah. out quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was it was the the transition from the kick out into the Kimura was slick as shit. Like I didn't oh, even absolutely. fucking notice until it was like, oh guys, fucking arm lock, and then he made the goofy face, which is now a fucking meme. But uh, oh, I love <laughs> I love his face when he puts on moves. Uh, it's so great. Um, but this is like this is I will come down. I will give this an A. But this is this makes me upset, and it's such a shame that Lesnar is not on the show more because he still has it when he wants to wrestle. That's the thing, when he wants to. Yeah, if he wanted to wrestle and he was on the show more often, I think that he would be a fan favorite, like, even as a heel. People would love him. But the fact that he's barely on the show, he's on the show, like, fucking five times a year, Mm -hmm. it's so so disappointing. Yeah. 
Well, we can get into that a little bit more at the end of Raw. Yeah. Um, Brock then attacks Finn after the match with two German suplexes, despite his tummy hurting too much for him to be able to suplex him during the match. Uh, then a third, and then an F5. I think that that was a bit much for me. Yeah. The, the yeah. post-match beatdown. It's like, yeah, yeah it's you, like a, you fucking tapped him out. Stable. You won. Take your belt. Go the fuck home. Um, they then show us the rules for the Royal Rumble. It is the exact same slide they showed before the Women's Rumble, and the rules <laughs> haven't changed in the last 20 minutes to, to an hour. Why, why show it again? <sighs> Match number seven, the Men's Royal Rumble. Elias is number one, so he can get his special entrance with the stool and the announcement and the guitar and the spotlights and whatnot. Uh, sadly, he is interrupted before he can sing his song by number two, Jeff Jarrett. <sighs> I can't believe fucking Troy got that guess. <laughs> uh, the first casualty of the men's Royal Rumble, Jeff Jarrett's sunglasses. Uh, Elias smashes his guitar over Jarrett's back, and Jarrett is chucked out. Number three is United States champion Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, number four is Kurt Angle, and the crowd explodes. I was kind of proud that the women's division was deep enough this year that they didn't have to bring any legends in. Yep. Uh, and so far in the men's Rumble, we're 50-50. Uh, number five is Big E. Shinsuke then eliminates Kurt. Johnny Gargano is number six. Jinder Mahal is number seven. He is eliminated almost immediately by Gargano. Good job. Uh, number eight is Samoa Joe. Number nine is Kurt Hawkins. He gets Coquina clutched and then hides under the ring. Mm-hmm. Great. Number 10, Seth Rollins. He eliminates Elias and then shrugs it off to the crowd. Number 11 is Titus O'Neil. They immediately make fun of his fall. He doesn't fall, but he does see Kurt Hawkins, so he goes under the ring anyway. That was, I get, I get the callback, but it was fucking stupid. Uh, Curtis eliminates him and then gets eliminated himself. Uh, number 12 is Kofi and I somehow missed Big E's elimination. Uh, number 13 is Mustafa Ali who eliminates Nakamura. Uh, number 14, Dean Ambrose. Kofi does Kofi things and then Dean hits the dirty deeds on Gargano and Gargano's out. Uh, number 15 is No Way Jose who is eliminated Uh, immediately by Samoa Joe and doesn't appear to fucking care at all. Yes, I did. I did want to say um, we'll go to it later. Obviously, about <laughs> the last entrant in this, mm-hmm. and a lot of the arguments that people had for taking a spot away from people. How does this not take a spot away from somebody? <laughs> you have a guy come out and dance to get a limit. He was basically the fucking uh, from a couple years ago. You had, um, oh my god, what was uh, uh, the Godfather? And he was he had the bo- Godfather. He was Bush. He was Bushwhacker Luke. Yes, come or was out. it Bush? Which um, whichever Bushwhacker it was, immediately get eliminated. It was such a while, waste of time. While still doing the the wavy arm thing. <sighs> uh, number sixteen is Drew, who headbutts Jose and then takes out the conga line. Uh, Seventeen is Xavier. He helps Kofi do more Kofi things. Uh, Drew then eliminates them both. Number eighteen is Pete Dunne. Nice. Nineteen is Andrade. No last name given. Number 20 is Apollo Crews, and we are two-thirds of the way through. 21 is Alistair Black. He eliminates Ambrose with a black mass. Uh, 22, Shelton Benjamin. He goes after the only other black guy in the ring. Uh, Mustafa eliminates Samoa Joe, thanks to Shelton Benjamin's knee. 23 is Baron Corbin, who eliminates Apollo. Michael Cole can't tell which black guy it is at first. Uh, 24 is... (laughs) 24 is Jeff Hardy. Corbin eliminates Alistair Black, that dick. Uh, McIntyre, Chuck's done. 25 is Mysterio. Andrade and his mustard yellow pants go after Mysterio immediately. 
26 is Lashley. He is immediately eliminated by Seth, so he drags Seth out of the ring and beats the hell out of him uh, for your nap spot of the Rumble. Uh, Lashley chokeslams Rollins off the German announce table through the English announce table. Uh, 27 is Braun, and the crowd is hyped. He eliminates Corbin, Benjamin, and then goes after Hardy. 28 is Dolph. As Hardy gets eliminated, he dumps McIntyre. Uh, 29 is Orton. We then get a car wreck. As Andrade is trying to superplex Mustafa, Braun puts Andrade on his shoulders. Andrade lifts Mustafa. Ray cross bodies Andrade, and they all fucking crash to the mat. 30 is Truth, of course, but he is attacked by Nia Jax. What? The actual fuck. Uh, she then enters the men's rumble. Yep. What is happening? Why is this happening? How are we supposed to deal with this in modern WWE where the men don't touch the woman? The women? Uh, Nia eliminates Mustafa. Negative points. She then tells Mysterio to 619 Orton and then picks him up on her shoulders. Dolph super kicks her, Ray 619s her, and then she gets RKO'd. Is this finally her punishment for breaking Becky's face? Because I'm okay with that. It doesn't seem like it, given what happens later. But I'm okay with that. Uh, she is then eliminated by Mysterio in and Orton. And again, I ask, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't. I, it's tough. It's a tough thing. I don't. I don't understand. I don't know why she had to be in this rumble as well. Um I, I don't know what what's the what do you get out of it? Um, the only thing I will say is that uh, I did like the fact that she was able to get offense in because all these guys had been in the, in the match for a while and were already beaten down, and they seemed to take her moves a lot better than a lot of the women because they can actually like she, when she does her clothesline, she can actually clothesline the men. And with the women, a lot of them are very tiny, and they just kind of crumble before they she even hits them. Uh, I will say that, <clears throat> but I I was really surprised when all these guys started beating on her, um, and eliminating her. I I I don't know what the point of it was. I I don't know what the whole point of any of this was. I think Jason in the rundown said that the only way this could ever make sense is if she goes forward with some sort of intergender feud. Yeah. And I don't I don't know I don't know. I, I still don't think it's worth it. Did did you see the meme that Troy shared in the host thread? Yes I did. <laughs> yes I did. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns on top, Nia Jax on the bottom. It says when Samoans enter the when a Samoan enters the rumble at number thirty, they get their ass kicked by Randy Orton. <laughs> And it's got yeah. images of them entering and then images of them both getting RKO'd. That made me laugh. Um, another um, podcast that I listened to, the, the Wrestling Soup podcast, uh, posited this as Naya being uh, the kind of the way going forward for this is Naya beating on the women, but uh, beating on the men, but then being shocked when they would fight back. Like she's <laughs> playing that character. Like, oh, you can't, you can't touch me. Well, fuck, why are you touching me? So I mean we'll see we'll see what happens you know if, if she continues if she I mean we have this thing with Dean Ambrose that happened on Monday we'll get to that in a minute uh, if she, she continues to kind of maybe goad the male superstars a little bit and uh, I don't fucking know I I really just wanted this to be like I said the punishment for her breaking Becky's fucking face and you know getting the shit kicked out of her by 
a Randy Orton and Mysterio and whatnot in the Rumble, but it does not appear to be that way, especially now that they continuously keep telling us she's the only superstar to perform to be in the men's and women's Royal Rumble on the same night. Nah, well, no shit, because there's only been two women's Royal Rumbles. But <sighs> what are you going to do? My uh, my girlfriend said that Nia Jax's outfits, her attires, make her look like, uh, you know, those Jimmy Dean breakfast sausages, the wrap. <laughs> She said, she said that she looks like that. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, Mysterio then gets RKO'd and chucked. Andrade chucks Orton, and your final four are Andrade, Ziggler, Strowman, and Rollins. But Strowman's outside, and they seem to want us to forget about Rollins, so he's probably going to win. Strowman comes back in and takes out both Andrade and Ziggler. They then show us Rollins and tell us he's still in, so never mind what I just said. He's just taking a nap. Uh, finisher parade on Strowman, including a zigzag. Strowman takes the wrong way. Uh, Strowman dumps Andrade as they try and triple team him. He almost dumps Ziggler and Rollins, but they hang on. Ziggler then gets knocked off the apron. They tease us with Rollins, but Braun manages to save himself. Rollins, I, I wrote Rollins and Seth. No, Rollins and Braun fight on the apron, but Braun avoids elimination three separate times before finally falling to the Seth penalty. And Seth Rollins is going to WrestleMania. Um, I give this one a B. They kept the surprising entrance early and got them out quickly. Uh, uh, you know, legends. I mean, uh, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with the Nia Jax thing, but the less said about that, the better. Uh, while I would have preferred that the winner be someone who hasn't been universal champion before, I don't mind Seth winning it. It could have been Mysterio or Randy Orton. Remember, and that would have been much worse. Um, the the match itself was filled with young guys, new guys, so that's always good. I just wish they would go back to actually using the Rumble to elevate someone to that title match that they've never had before. Um, like I said, though, I don't mind it being Seth. I would have been okay with it being Braun. If they gave it to Andrade, I probably would have shit my pants. Um, and you knew it wasn't going to be Dolph, because he's leaving anyways. Um, they didn't give us something ridiculous in the Final Four, like when the last two competitors were Alberto Del Rio and Santino Morella that one year, which was good. And they gave the first-timers a real opportunity to shine. You got your NXT call-ups in there, uh, who I think all looked really good. Andrade looked fucking amazing being in the last four, in the, in the Final Four. Uh, what did you think of the men's yeah. Royal Rumble? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I, uh, Well, I mean, I liked it to an extent. Um there was some shittiness, as uh, as he mentioned, <laughs> with Nia Jax. Um, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> I will say uh, it was cool to see Shelton Benjamin again, remembering he exists. Yeah. Uh, I liked his outfit, actually. His pants were pretty cool looking. Um, yeah, the, the Royal Rumble is a good opportunity for them to go, hey, this guy's still employed. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, him... <laughs> fucking was it oh my god Cole's such a piece of shit uh, <laughs> fucking thinking Apollo was Shelton or whatever vice versa I don't even remember it was just fucking dumb um there was some fun spots uh there was some stupid spots people getting eliminated instantly there was a, quite a few people getting really quickly eliminated like uh no it kind of boggled me it kind of Go boggled ahead. me when, when Lashley got thrown out right away. Yeah, that surprised me, too. That super surprising to me. I thought he was going to have a long-ass run, but I don't know. Um, Especially because he he's the intercontinental fucking champion. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, I know No Way Jose was uh, the biggest waste of time. 
Uh, <laughs> had Xavier Woods getting eliminated pretty quickly, but at least he had some sort of reason to be there to get the Kofi King- Kingston spot over. Um, Titus getting eliminated technically pretty quickly, but once again, you're going to have to have him in there because of the callback for the stupid joke. Um, and, yeah. Uh, I, I All you really needed to have in that spot was him running down, getting to almost the ring, and then the crowd cheers him and him raising his arms, and then getting <laughs> That's all you needed. You didn't have to have Kurt Hawkins under the stupid ring. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, I actually stupidly I stupidly forgot that Braun and Seth were on the outside when Ziggler and Andrade were in the ring, and I was like, really? You, I was like, really, these two? And I did, I, I like, did too. For half a second, I went, oh, this is the... Because I think, actually, one of the commentators very br- briefly went, oh, we got, we got th- th- two. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, two. And then I went, no, wait, not two. <laughs> yeah, Four. Yeah, I was like, really, these two? I'm like, is Andrade really going to get that much of a push? And then I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, right. Would have, would have been great. Would have been fucking great. Would have been. Um, but Seth winning is better than Braun winning. Um, and I think him and Lesnar, well, him versus either champion would be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a B minus, I think. Yeah. Uh, that's my overall grade for the Rumble, a B-minus. We have another Rumble in the books, and it was pretty great. Uh, the man did her man things. Uh, both Rumble matches were good. The Universal title match was a dark horse. Uh, this definitely would be a show that I would happily go back and watch again on the network. Me too. All right. Let's see if we can say the same thing about Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Doubt it. Uh, we open, <laughs> and there's there's the WrestleMania sign. Uh, we are opening with Seth Rollins on this Monday night. You may remember he won a pretty big match last night. Uh, Seth says that the reason he outlasted 29 other guys was because of his shirt. Nope, sorry. He meant his heart. My bad. Uh, Seth very emotionally points to the WrestleMania sign. He says he's going to have to take some time to decide who he's going to face at Mania, and this brings out Hunter. I appreciated Seth actually kind of getting emotional there because you could tell that that was actually something that meant a good a good deal to him. Uh, being able to be the guy who points at the mania sign, who wins the rumble and gets to point at the sign. Um, also because Sunday night he pointed to the university of Phoenix sign and not the WrestleMania logo. Anyways, uh, Hunter, Hunter sucks Seth's dick for a little bit, then says he needs to make the decision tonight by the end of raw. So fuck you. And you're thinking, uh, they are interrupted by Dean Ambrose. Dean reminds Seth that when Hunter wanted his head, he had Seth's back. He demands a match calling Hunter chuckles in the process, which I enjoyed. Uh, Hunter starts to leave. Dean calls him out saying, what's the matter? Do you have to ask your dad, your father-in-law first? And the crowd, because they're awesome, chants, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, <laughs> Hunter demands a referee and we go to break. Match number one, Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. What did you think of the, the promo, the opening promo? Yeah, I thought it was it was good. It was nice to see Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Yeah. Seth, Seth Rollins? Where the fuck did I get that? Seth Rollins. Eric, uh, Eric, Eric Rollins? <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, it was nice to see him emotional. Um, I'm personally a little sick of uh, Uncle Dean, but <laughs> you know, hey, it's fine. Um, it was it was it was something to look forward to uh, later in the night when he said he had to make a decision. So it, yeah. it makes you, sense to do this. Yeah. Do you, Do you think the Dean Ambrose contract things will work? <sighs> this is uh, this is a tough because they've made this way more public than they have with any of the other 
right. people who are going to not resign. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me. However, it I I don't at this point I don't, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Just yeah. because like I said they made it so public. Yeah, I'm kind and kind of leaning kind of leaning work on this. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, man, it's a good thing Seth came out dressed to wrestle at the start of the show. Um, Ambrose <laughs> oversells the Seth penalty, uh, and Dean gets pinned for three. Grade, I give this a B. Uh, decent, good opener. Well done. You know. Yeah, yeah, yep, I agree. B. Um, these guys, this is probably one of their better matches <laughs> when uh, they're just going to kind of work and do their shit. It, mm-hmm. it, it's a lot better than them trying to tell a story, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. Uh, tonight, sorry? No, go ahead. Okay. Tonight, Braun takes on Drew. Qualifiers begin for the women's tag title match at Elimination Chamber. And Dean is still upset in the ring when we come back from break. Uh, I don't know who wrote the promo for SmackDown Live this week, but saying Daniel Bryan is going to change the climate of SmackDown forever deserves a fucking Pulitzer Prize. Uh, <laughs> Dean is having a sit-in when we come back. He is immediately interrupted by Naya fucking jacks <sighs> they have a face off in the ring while tamina third wheels it up naya hits dean from behind and then taunts him with a stupid fucking smile on her face match number two women's tag title qualifiers the samoan twat team versus mickey and alexa bliss and james get a goldman box to make fun of the twats for being fat uh naya samoan drops mickey and alexa and the twats advance uh, grade, I give this one a C, mainly because this match was mostly commercial break. Yeah, yeah, I think that was its saving grace. <laughs> that was the saving grace of this match. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did not. It was whatever. I, I don't. I, Tamina walks like she's about sixty-five years old. Um, <laughs> she moves like she's about eighty-five. Like any of her moves don't look great. I, I don't know. Mm. I, I just. They just. I don't care about them. Yeah. It's a C for I'm with you. Alexa gets to debut the title belts on her, on her talk show and then immediately fucking loses her chance to win those said title belts. Yep. Whatever. Backstage, Kurt Angle spoke earlier today. Apparently he has a match tonight with Baron, which leads to match number three, Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Uh, Corbin mocks Angle for being old. So Angle punches him in the head. Uh, Corbin pins Angle clean with a deep six, and I am surprised by this outcome. This uh, I give this one a C. It was nothing to write home about, but I, I was not expecting uh, Angle to lose here. Uh, I, it might be a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a swan song for Kurt Angle. I, I oh, no, definitely, but uh, I, I was, given the fact, given the, the, the promo from before and the fact that they made such a big fucking deal over the match when he lost to Drew... Uh, a few months ago, I was I was expecting him to go over Corbin here. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just because who gives a shit about Baron Corbin, basically? Yeah, they're still fucking trying with him, aren't they? Um, I mean, at least he has two moves that look good: the deep six <laughs> and the days. That's it. I mean, it's fine. I, I don't. I'm surprised he beat him with the deep six. I'll say that. Uh, but you know, I I, I don't particularly care to watch many Kurt Angle matches nowadays. He just he <laughs> is he's old. I mean he looks old. Yeah. Uh, no, definitely. It's it's so weird to me when he came back to WWE how old he looked because he was wrestling some seriously good matches not even a year before that. It's just weird to me. Hmm. 
Corbin uh, re-enters the ring, speaking of which, and hits the end of days just to put the capper on it. After the end of days, he dances around like he can't put any weight on his right leg, and then he limps to the back. Interesting. Uh, backstage, Finn Balor is walking. He gets respect from many people, and then Otis Dozovich has a seizure. Uh, enter Balor really? after... Thank you. After a recap of last night's Universal title match, Balor says he's hurting tonight because Brock Lesnar beat him twice because he made Lesnar believe. This brings out Lashley. Oh, sorry. Uh, Leo <laughs> says Finn has no chance of beating Lashley. Balor mocks him for his quick exit from the Rumble, and Lashley beats him up for it. Match number four, The Revival versus The Major Brothers. Kurt Hawkins is about to win a match, isn't he? We get a nice history lesson about the Brothers Major, rated our entourage, Hawkins and Ryder, and then the bell rings, and no, Revival win with the Shatter Machine. Uh, grade B, another quick match, but decent. Yeah, I'm going to give it a C. Um, why make a big deal about the Major Brothers coming back if you're just going to have them lose the next week? <laughs> I uh, mean, well, Hawkins yeah, you, is pissed got, that he lost again. Yeah, you got you to gotta keep that fucking losing streak alive. I, I've <laughs> yeah. heard I've heard that he, he has argued to, like... People being like, "Yeah, you should. You got to win this match this week." And he's like, "No, no, I have to." Keep <laughs> he's I like, "This is all I have." Another match again. This is pretty much all he's got at this point. Is the loser? Hey, got, he got him a shirt out of it. So it did. Uh, Ryder tries to calm uh, Hawkins down because he's so pissed that he lost again. Uh, backstage, Daniel and Rowan are walking. Dasha asks him a stupid question. Uh, then a video about the WWE teaming with UNICEF, and then a very familiar guitar riff sends us to break. Is is Elias turning heel? I guess. Uh, this brings out Jeff Jarrett again for some reason. Uh, Jarrett is interrupted by Road Dog, who is filling out a Becky Lynch t-shirt quite fully. <laughs> uh, they, they make fun of Elias. Road Dog gets the crowd to tell him to suck it. Then they fail utterly at singing with my baby tonight. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thankfully, Elias ends this farce by hitting Road Dog with his guitar, and then he beats up Double J, but Double J fights back. Uh, turns out Elias has three guitars for some reason. Yep. There's the one that he was playing that he hit Road Dog with, and then there's two more in a stand in the corner of the ring. Uh, but Jarrett gets waffled with his own guitar, uh, so Elias still has two left, I guess. That was a thing. It happened. Yeah. We, we, we needed Elias to turn heel again, apparently. I personally just gonna cheer. think he's better as a heel, so I don't mind yeah. it as much. But uh, they're, yeah. they're just going to cheer for him, anyways. Yeah, and but this segment, uh, since when? Since when does a fucking surprise Royal Rumble entrant become a fucking storyline? <laughs> I I I've heard uh, uh, someone was saying that this is uh, a bit of a fuck you to Cody. Um, hmm. This is Vince going. You trying to start your own company, huh? You see what happens to people who try to start their own companies. I could uh, I could see that. Uh, I'm I'm giving this segment a D because I did not like it. <laughs> uh, backstage, Natty jumps around. She's approached by Dana Brooke, who is her tag partner tonight, because that fucking makes sense. Uh, Dana says that she's better than Ember, who is Natty's original partner, and she's better than Natty. Really? Uh, negative points for this whole fucking act. Jeff Jarrett and Elias and Natty and Dana and Road Dogg and fuck all of you. Mojo is sitting in a darkened room talking to someone or something. He's yelling. It's He's screaming. It's it's a mirror. He's talking to a mirror. What the fuck is this? Uh, it is at this point in the show that I tweet, 
Dear WWE, we don't want Mojo Raleigh. Mirror or no mirror, stop it before it sucks again. Tagging WWE and Mojo, and a few moments later, I get a notification that Mojo Raleigh has liked my tweet. The one where <laughs> I told him that he sucked. Okay. So that happened. Yep. <laughs> Match number five, women's tag title qualifier, counting farts versus the Riot Squad. Uh, Morgan... <laughs> Morgan and Logan for the squad tonight. Morgan pins Natty. Grade C. Why? Why Natty and Dana? You know what no one wants to see? Natty or Dana? <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna applaud you on that uh that name. I like it. <laughs> it was it was well done. Um yeah, no, I don't fucking give a shit about these two. This is, uh, I'm just glad they lost. That's all yeah, I was going to say, at, at, le- at least they lost. Uh, I'm going uh, to give it another D. I fucking don't care. I was not into Raw this week. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah. Uh, enter Ronda Rousey. Her arm oh. appears to be just fine. Uh, yep. The crowd, not on Ronda's side tonight. They get to her and she acknowledges it, which is probably a mistake. Yeah, definitely a mistake. She points to the Mania sign far less awkwardly than last year. Eventually, they just send Bailey out there to salvage this sh- disaster and then and answer the open challenge that Ronda didn't get to make. <sighs> Match number six, Raw Women's title, Ronda Rousey versus Bailey. Like, literally, she doesn't have tape on her shoulder or anything. Last night, she could barely lift her arm after the match with Sasha, and tonight, she's fucking perfect. Huh. This match is ugly. Uh, these two yes, are not communicating well at all. Ronda is still doing forward rolls following clotheslines for no fucking reason whatsoever. Uh, and really, we this this match needed two ad breaks. Really, really. Ronda makes Bailey tap to the armbar. Grade. I'm giving this a D. This was absolutely horrid. The promo and the match. Fucking garbage. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Ronda. Showing how green she is. Uh, yeah, this was bad. Um, the promo might have been her worst promo I've seen. She's had a couple of real bad ones. This was probably <laughs> the worst. And this yeah. match, oh man, this match was ugly. Um, th- I just think the fact that you had to send Bailey out to save her from her promo was really telling. <laughs> Yeah, and, they, they, uh, they, she didn't even get to the point where she was going to issue the open challenge. Bailey, they just sent Bailey out and was like, "Just fucking, just do it, say something and just go fight." Yep, yep, and uh, that was the right call because she was oh, yeah. fucking tanking. Yeah, I uh, don't know. I I don't know whose idea that was to put her out there in that situation with with a live microphone in front of that crowd, that fucking smart fucking Royal Rumble crowd. Who yeah. knows that Bailey, uh, that uh, that Becky is going to challenge her for the title, and are not going to be on her side at all? I don't know whose yeah. idea it was to send her out there with a live microphone and not have that be a pre-tape in the back where she doesn't have to listen to them boo her and get completely fucking flummoxed by it. But that was a bad fucking choice. <laughs> It was. It was a. It was put her in a really bad position, and she just she succumbed to the fucking the crowd. And yeah, as soon as soon as she all. as soon as she acknowledged that the crowd had won, it was fucking over. Yeah, yeah. It's it's 
and the match didn't do her any favors either. I also hate that stupid clothesline roll through thing that she does. <laughs> she, I, I think she, in her head, she thinks she's doing the like roll through as she's clotheslining, but it doesn't. It's not that no. she's clotheslining them and then rolling separately. For the only no way fucking reason. <laughs> the only way that will be acceptable is if after she does it, she starts yelling parkour. Um, <laughs> yes yeah that would uh that would be best um it just it just I, looks so fucking hokey to me surprise i'm giving this a d how many d's <laughs> in a row can we get mm. uh they do the same thing tonight that they did with sasha last night with the helping and the cry faces from Rhonda and the handshake except tonight they're interrupted by the man uh, Becky limps her way to the ring, reminds Rhonda that the last time she was here, she dropped Rhonda right there in the ring and says she's out to prove that Rhonda isn't the baddest. Becky picks Rhonda. The crowd is pumped. Then they make the mistake of giving Rhonda another live microphone. You had me. You had me. You had me. Until that moment, WWE. Uh, then there would have been bonus points if only they hadn't given Rhonda a live microphone. Uh, I've heard many people say that the second promo was, oh my God, it was so much better than what the show first one should have been. But I still, I don't, Rhonda does not cut a good promo to me. She makes her fucking mean mug faces and she says shit that sounds like it's supposed to be fierce, but doesn't sound like it's actually fierce. Like she's pretending to be fierce and it just, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of leaning with more with you on this one now because uh, I I think Rhonda does do better when she's more fired up on promos. But that being said, um, she's no Becky Lynch on the mic. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, the second promo was better than the first. I mean, that's there, there, there is no one who will say otherwise. But that doesn't mean that the second promo was good. Yeah, that's very true. It's very true. I, I, uh, I'm leaning just especially lately with Rhonda. I'm getting a little. I mean, let's be let's be fair. She was thrown to the fucking wolves in her position in the company. Yeah, but she she has done well with what she did, especially in the beginning. But a little bit lately, she's been struggling. Yeah, I I have been a fan of Rhonda's. Like when back, uh, you know, within. And when she started and when she first won the title and the, the the months following that, I was a fan of hers. I thought she was remarkably good for how how new she was, uh, how green she was. But I think since then, she has not made enough advancement in terms of her in-ring uh, ability, in terms of her promo ability, to, to keep me, you know, on board with this whole experiment. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's becoming uh, a little stale, is what you'd say. Yeah, she hasn't... I mean, yes, it's only been a year, not even. It's only been... Yeah, not even a year. Or officially a year after the Royal Rumble yeah. was when she debuted. So it's, right. it's been a year since she, since she debuted. So she should have some leeway. That being said, um, she seems to be getting in a bit of a, a funk of, of not as uh, i i just think it's she's becoming a little bit stale she's not progressing yeah, she's staying definitely. where she's at yeah because everything is the same she comes out she's all happy she's smiley she claps hands she gives somebody a set of gloves she gets in the ring they ring the bell she gets her mean mug face on the only fucking mean mug face that she has apparently i hate that face by the way 
<laughs> if she looked at me like it's like a little kid trying to frown for the first time. <laughs> it's the face my son gives me when I tell him he has to get dressed because we need to run errands. That's what it is. Why? It looks like she's always just going, why? Hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, somewhere in the back... Uh, Strowman gives Seth his due and heads towards the ring. They then show us a video about a Make-A-Wish kid who got to hang out with Seth and Sasha and Ronda today, and then enter Braun. Uh, match number seven, Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre. Match goes through a commercial break and then ends in disqualification when Corbin attacks Braun as Braun was about to hit Drew with the steps. Grade C. Nothing. This was nothing. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to give it a D. I'll give it a C. <laughs> Just because McIntyre was there and, yeah. you know, that's fine. Whatever. I, I, I'm, 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 I, I wish I wasn't, but I'm, I'm kind of sick of, I'm, oh, well, I'm sick of Braun Strowman. I'm sick of him. I don't, I, I don't know if I hate him on the mic now. He, I, I'm not going to go too much into it. I just hate him on the mic. I'm sick of him. I, I push somebody else. I feel like they're trying they're they're humanizing him and it's only to his detriment. Well his his promos have been horrendous. It's the same I'm gonna beat you up. <laughs> You're gonna get these hands. It's like uh that's his delivery every single sentence he does. The worst night of my life was when I wrecked Vince McMahon's limo. Like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> like, really? Stop. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, that was my little rant. Bro, I, I'm, that's fine. I'm sick of it, man. <laughs> Braun destroys Corbin, then does half a lap around the ring to shoulder block Drew into the barricade, then another half a lap to shoulder block Baron. Uh, he dumps Baron on the bottom section of steps, but then takes a claymore from Drew. The heels begin to leave, but change their minds as they see Braun getting up. They both barely chokeslam Braun onto the lower section of ring steps. Uh, that's the end of that. Meanwhile, Brian and Rowan are talking backstage, and there's a door with a Brock Lesnar placard on it that Heyman can knock on. Uh, Lesnar's music cuts off Greg Hamilton's introduction of Seth, and Paul tells Seth that his only choice is to pick Daniel Bryan. Fuck. I don't want seth rollins to challenge brock lesnar i don't i want seth rollins to challenge daniel bryan because seth rollins versus daniel bryan is a fucking wrestlemania show stealer <sighs> plus it means we can get demon finn versus brock lesnar and then finn can win the belt anyways uh rollins comes out and takes it to brock until he tries for a seth penalty and gets f5 so much for that announcement tonight huh uh especially after lesnar gives him a second f5 and then a third, and then a fourth, and then a fifth, this one on the universal title itself. Seth then asks Lesnar if that's all he's got, and gets F5'd for a sixth time as we go off the air. That segment just bugged the piss out of me. Yeah. Negative points. Um... I will say, I think if Seth and Brock, well, when Seth and Brock do face off at Mania, uh, I I think if we see the Brock that we saw when he faced Finn Balor, it will be a good match. Um, but yeah, Seth and Daniel Bryan would be just amazing. Um, as long as Seth doesn't have to sell any knee injuries. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this this segment was uh, six F5s. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. 
Yes, um, for the for the backstory to that knee injury joke, subscribe to our Patreon and listen to the uh, making the great episode we just taped earlier before this one for Takeover Phoenix. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I didn't I didn't not like this segment. I didn't like it. I'll give it a C. Yeah, I didn't like it. I don't like it. Mainly because I don't want Seth versus Brock, but eh, whatever. Yeah. <sighs> Overall grade for Raw is a D plus. This was hot garbage. Uh, Hunter tells the crowd that Daniel Bryan is here tonight, but Daniel Bryan never actually appears in the arena, only backstage. Ronda has one of the worst performances I have ever seen on Monday Night Raw from her or from anyone. Uh, Naya and Tamina advance to the Elimination Chamber. Natty and Dana are a team for no fucking reason whatsoever. Kurt Angle fights Baron Corbin for a couple of minutes and accomplishes nothing. This was the most filler episode of Raw that I have ever seen. Fuck. Especially Jesus. for following a pay-per-view. This was bad. Yeah, this wasn't good. Um, D, yeah, D-plus is, is very fitting for this episode. I, uh... This was, this was not good. Uh, like no. you said, Ronda was not good. I don't give a shit about Braun Strowman anymore. Um, oh God, you saw the Major Brothers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just, I hope, I, you know what I heard is that next week, Jeff Jarrett and fucking Elias are going to have a match. Yep. So continuing with that trend, that's going to keep going. You see what uh, happens, then, Cody? You see what happens? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, let's, go, let's move on. This was fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of afraid of what they're going to give me tonight on SmackDown. Uh, for the third week in a row, we open with the man. She says she confirmed in just a couple of moments that of eye contact that Ronda, it turns out, is a total fucking puss. Uh, she promises to break Rhonda's arm at Mania, and this brings out Charlotte. Charlotte's a cunt for no fucking reason and credits herself for making Becky who she is today. So Becky slaps her and leaves. Or she tries to, as Charlotte attacks her from behind. Because she's a cunt. Uh, they brawl to the protestations of the road agents and referees, and Becky appears to have hurt her knee again. Uh, tonight, Daniel Bryan changes the WWE climate and the best championship celebration in the world. Backstage, Shinsuke iFucks his title. He defends against R-Truth tonight. Why? Match number one, United States Championship, R-Truth versus Shinsuke Nakamura. So, Truth gets knocked out of the rumble by <laughs> Naya. So, he gets I'm a U.S. title match limb. to make up for it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're going to really like this segment. <laughs> We get a controversial ending as Truth counters a roll-up in Kyoto Counts 3 to the surprise of apparently everybody. Uh, grade C. Weird. Weirder if that was actually the plan. Yeah. Um, Somebody done fucked up here. He, I, my, my guess is Kyoto. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, really odd. Everybody... Uh, was confused including me including our truth including nakamura um yeah that was uh that was something i'm gonna give this I, a c as well uh the, the match uh you know it's an our truth match so you know what, what are you gonna get out of that but it was a really weird finish yeah uh then rusev appears in the entrance to complain he says the title deserves better than shinsuke which means it definitely deserves better than our truth 
can't really disagree with him on that. Uh, so he challenges our truth to a match. Is Rusev turning heel too for no fuck reason? Uh, Carmella then knocks over a woman in a walking cast. Nice. Uh, then Rusev knocks over Truth, and we have a match. Match number two, United States Championship, R-Truth versus Rusev. Truth then quickly beats Rusev on purpose with a roll-up in the corner. Grade C. Also nothing. You're giving it a C, huh? Yeah. All right. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty, uh, <laughs> this is a D for me. <laughs> this C, is, is, uh, C is my standard grade for pointless squash matches. That's fair. Um. It's weird saying our truth is winning a squash match. But, uh, yeah, uh, I like Rusev, and why is this happening? Why, yeah. why is he becoming heel again? That he was, he was obviously better as a face, and the crowd was behind him. They weren't booking him great, but he was more he was more well received from the crowd as a face. He was probably better as a face. He's not a great. He's not great in the heel role. He just the way his mannerisms yeah. are, his move set, everything he does is fit. Is it's he should be a face. Um, I why is he fucking working with Nakamura? Who, in his opinion, he's blaming for hurting his wife, and just at the beginning of the segment said that the U.S. title deserves better than Nakamura, and now he's going to work with him. Yep. It fucking doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I've i said it, I think, in, in a few text messages as well, at one of the host thread on another thread that I got. I, I do believe that the original plan was our truth wins twice, but some something got fucked up in the first fall, and that bizarre finish happened. But, yeah, then, uh, uh, yeah, so then Shinsuke attacks truth from behind. Uh, I wrote, what the actual fuck is going on? Uh, Rusev and Nakamura team up to beat up a black guy. Nice job, WWE. <sighs> More yeah. not in the moment. Backstage, Becky leaves. Enter Rey Mysterio, then Zelina appears so that Rey can be distracted for a sneak attack by Andrade. Backstage, the club approach Rusev to explain to him how he misbehaved. He mocks them, and then there's a challenge for a match, which Shinsuke appears and accepts. Rusev says this is a one-time thing with him until this week, and Nakamura. Uh, elsewhere, the world's greatest tag team is walking... Not, not that world's greatest tag team, the one that won the World Cup. Uh, then coverage of fighting with my family at the Sundance Film Festival. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now it is time for a tag team celebration. Miz is curious because there are no decorations. Fucking jerk. Uh, Shane has assembled a nice <laughs> video package. Then he brings out Mrs. Dad, George. Mrs. Dad says he loves him and he's proud of him and they hug and the gu- the the goofy hey I'm on TV grin never leaves George's face. <laughs> Mrs. Dad is a is cannot fucking act. Uh, Shane then announces the match to find their contenders. But first, Mandy and Sonya enter the women's tag title match. So they they don't have to beat anyone. They can just declare that they're in it. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I guess you get any established tag teams on SmackDown, you just be like, yeah, throw them in there. We don't have enough. <laughs> and finally, 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 we get the reason Mandy hates Naomi. And it's because of fucking Tough Enough. Oh, this God. is dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Really dumb. So she was willing to fucking fuck her husband because of Tough Enough. 
Remember, she didn't want to fuck Jay or Jimmy, whichever one's fucking married to her. She just wanted to fuck over Naomi. Yeah, that's true. That's why she had a cameraman pop out of the bathroom and take pictures of the cameraman who was filming the thing for live fucking TV. Anyways, match number three, four-way elimination match, the Usos versus the Bar versus Heavy Machinery versus the New Day. So there's no automatic rematches, but the former champions will always be included in contender matches. That Pretty lady. Fucking, that makes fucking sense. Uh, uh. Heavy Machinery eliminate the New Day first. Bar eliminates Heavy Machinery, and then the Usos almost immediately eliminate the Bar to win and move on to Elimination Chamber. So remember that thing about bringing up new tag teams? <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Usos are just the contenders again. Uh, grade B. This was a fun little four-way, and Heavy Machinery gets to show off a little bit by eliminating the New Day. I still don't think they should have been called up, but what are you going to do? It's not my choice to make. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say they did get a little bit of shine here uh, in this match. I, I didn't think they were going to win, and they didn't. But they they looked decent in this. Uh, they eliminated fucking New Day. Um, uh, at least the bar didn't win. Um, and have that match again. You get the Usos versus the world's greatest tag team. Uh, I, I mean, the match itself was fine. I'd, I'd give it a, a B. Yeah. Um, yeah, but again, you had this whole big thing like three weeks ago, whenever it was, where the club finally came back and Sanity finally reappeared from the dregs of wherever the fuck they were. But no, the Usos are the number one contenders again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, enter. I guess it would have been it would have been weird though to have just one of those you know gone tag teams to be a number one contender all of a sudden. Yeah, but you could at least put them in the match as opposed to exactly, the new day. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that definitely. Enter Daniel Bryan. He reminds us that he's the planet's champion, and he brings out Rowan, who is wearing an Ailstorm T-shirt, and they are an awesome band that you should check out. Ailstorm, A L E S T O R M fucking awesome um they sell branded rubber duckies at their shows anyways and spatulas i bought a i bought a silicone spatula with the ailstorm logo on it anywho really? uh daniel admits that he is a hypocrite because of the title he carries around uh so he throws the championship in the garbage the crowd chants something i can't understand and daniel reminds us that the strap is made of leather let's ignore the fact that they told us a week or two after he became cha- became champion that he had restrapped the belt with a vegan leather substitute but anyways, Rowan unveils a new WWE championship with plates made out of wood and a strap made out of hemp. Where can I buy this on WWEshop.com? Enter AJ Styles. He makes a weed joke, which may be the best thing to come out of the new title. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he makes it to the bottom of the ramp before Randy Orton appears. When we come back, we've missed a bunch of stuff, apparently, as Jeff Hardy is in the ring as well, and Mustafa Ali is making an entrance. Uh, Randy makes fun of Mustafa for getting beaten up by Nia Jackson, and Samoa Joe comes out, so thanks for coming, new guy. Uh, Joe drops straight fire, which visibly pops Randy and Jeff. That's the fucking line of the night, if you haven't heard it. Why don't you pretend this is an AA meeting and shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay uh and yeah randy and jeff both fucking just straight up laughing on camera at that uh joe taunts aj into a brawl by talking about wendy oh wendy uh everyone fights with everyone as daniel yells about being the champion forever uh then hunter appears on the screen to announce your elimination chamber match i'm pretty sure that new championship is secured by velcro 
The brawl continues as Daniel and Rowan run away to the back, and that is how we go off the air, which actually surprised me. That's the thing about SmackDown. For me, at least, it seems to go a lot quicker than, than it feels like it should. Uh, overall grade for SmackDown is a C- minus for me. There was something missing tonight, I thought. Uh, most notably, in-ring action. Uh, only three matches. Uh, they announced Ray versus Joe as Ray was coming out, but then Ray got beaten up by Andrade instead. This has just not been a good week for the WWE. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I will say I'm excited for the Andrade Ray program to keep going because that's been one of the saving graces, uh, at least in-ring wise. Um, I don't know, man. I hate that this is Ray's TV program right now. <laughs> sorry, 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 Sal. Sorry, um, Sal. Uh, what did you what did you give the grade on the Daniel Bryan thing? The whole Daniel Bryan thing. Uh, oh, I didn't I didn't give it a grade because it wasn't a match. But um, oh, right, right, yeah. Um, I I so, I am enjoying the hell out of Daniel Bryan, uh, militant environmentalist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, uh, I mean, I guess it fits his character to change titles. But yeah, you you made the point. He needs to change his fucking song. That's the last thing he needs to do, and I think he'll be a, a full. Some sort of like Captain Planet as <laughs> <Some, laughs> uh, his theme song, but um, yeah, this is uh, the ending segment was was fine. Uh, you're gonna have the elimination chamber match. Uh, just some of the people involved is uh, you know why is Jeff Hardy there? <laughs> uh, why is Randy Orton there? I guess Randy Orton for you know just to have some sort of relevance or add some sort of uh some sort of veteran to the match but uh Samoa Joe ether to everyone um that was amazing and uh you know them brawling was just silly on their parts because <laughs> Daniel Bryan was not in the ring um no. I uh yeah I, I don't know I, why I actually, yeah I don't I don't know why I don't know why Samoa Joe going after Wendy Styles made everybody fight with everyone <laughs> yeah it should have just had aj and joe punch each other you know and then it's just like no you don't talk about wendy you know i don't know why everybody that's my house that. that's my house page that's my that's my mailbox page <laughs> that's mine oh god i remember that that was fucking bad i actually like the way the new title looked surprisingly no, I, uh, I, I think it's I think it's great. I, it fits the it fits the character perfectly. It just made me fucking laugh when the, Brian was standing on the on the announce table or wherever it was, and you were getting a pretty clear shot of it. And I'm fairly certain that it's a fucking Velcro closure on the back. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh, I, I think the intention was to make everybody hate the way it looked and get everybody to chant it. And a lot of people did hate it, but I liked it. And uh, oh yeah, they were chanting because I think doesn't the WWE Championship have some sort of nickname? And I think I think they were they were chanting. Uh, Does it? Like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't, I don't. I, I read about it. I, I don't remember what it was fucking called, but it has some sort of nickname, and they're saying goodbye to the whatever the name of it was, or like Jenny or something like that. Something like that. Oh, I got. And they were saying I goodbye. Nothing, to, I got nothing on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, watch me be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. I had no idea either until I read about it. But uh, yeah, I would give SmackDown a C. Uh, it was a bad week, a bad week for Raw and SmackDown. Raw was um, the shit on the ground, and uh, like a fresh shit on the hot sidewalk, 
and SmackDown was uh, fresh shit on a very cold sidewalk. <laughs> so not as bad. <sighs> My overall grade for the week is a C minus. Uh, even with the Rumble, this week was lackluster. Hopefully, the rest of the road to WrestleMania isn't this fucking bumpy a ride. Um, yeah, this kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was better, uh, but it it wasn't. Well, on that note, uh, that is it for this week. Uh, check out our Patreon exclusive review of NXT TakeOver Phoenix right now at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling uh, and head over there uh, sometime this week uh, as well for my recap of the Worlds Collide Tournament, which aired uh, yesterday as you are listening to this, uh, but today as we are recording it because this got done kind of late. Um, that is it for me. Jeffy is uh, up there every week with Hurry Up and Cruiserweight and is usually on the main show on the Thursdays. Uh, and I will be back next weekend with another edition of Making the Grade. And uh, you'll hear me on Tuesday with, uh, with uh, the new Nitromania because I finally got that written as we inch ever closer to Halloween Havoc 96. So unless Jeff has any final words... Oh, no, I just wanted to say thanks for having me on. It was a blast. Yeah. I'm glad you got Regardless to, you of got, how shitty the week was. <laughs> I'm, glad you, I'm glad you got your rumbles out. You get to, got to talk about the rumble. The rumble's always yeah, my favorite. Yeah, I feel better now. View. The rumble, the rumble even as, as shitty as it's been in the past few years, that still rumble weekend is always like my, my favorite time of year to be a oh, fan I of totally professional agree. wrestling. I totally agree. The rumble is always, it's always exciting. It's, yeah. you don't know what you're going to see and you have to clarify, uh, the Royal rumble and not the greatest Royal rumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you do. Don't you? <sighs> Thanks Vince. <laughs> anyway, on that note, I will talk to you guys next weekend. Blurge. Bye. <laughs>